and welcome once again to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. On the web at wideteams.com, on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 16, I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. A few weeks ago I had the pleasure of attending my third Ruby Decamp conference held in the woods of Northern Virginia. It's a conference of software developers, uh, really an unconference. And uh, while I was there, I had the opportunity to host a group of developers who were participating in dispersed teams or were interested in remote work. And we talked about various aspects of working on a dispersed team. This is part one of that discussion. In this part, you'll hear introductions and you'll hear about how different teams are doing daily stand-up meetings. Um in a distributed fashion. There was a lot of experience gathered in that room, uh, and I got a lot out of it. I hope you will, too. First of all, um, maybe we could just go around and talk about whether we're, like, working, have worked with a distri- distributed team, or are working with a distributed team, and um, or interested in it, or what. Um, sure. And I'm just going to poke this in people's faces because it's directional, so, you know, it, don't mind me. Um, so. Yeah. So, hi, I'm Trevor, and uh, yeah, uh, our team at work has been uh, experimenting with work at home uh, for the engineers, and it's been pretty successful so far. Uh, the, the types of things we've, uh, we do is just uh, you know, work through IM or, or uh, phone calls to get stuff done. Uh, one of the interesting things, we, we do a daily stand-up, so instead of a daily stand-up, we've been doing a virtual daily stand-up through email. Hmm. I don't know if it's the, the best way of doing it, but at least it continues the momentum of having a daily stand-up and uh, uh, communication between the, the team members. So even if we're not together, we still know what everyone's doing. Uh, I'm Nick Gothier from SmartLogic Solutions. We don't have any dispersed teams or team members, but we do have a program where engineers will work uh, or are uh, given the opportunity to work um, from remote locations of maybe two, three times a month. Um, So sometimes that happens, but if it's inefficient, we don't really care that much because it's very rare. So it's more, it's it's almost like a half, like a partially like a resting day or something. I don't know. It's it's more like a like a bonus or kind of program instead of like a um, an alternate way of like we're not going to do this. A couple, like two or three weeks out of the month, mm-hmm. we're just going to do it just a little bit, just for fun, you know, and to work with different groups. Because sometimes people will go to a co-working space mm-hmm. instead of the office to just work with different faces every now and then. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Chris. Uh, I've actually worked quite a bit with uh, distributed teams, worked with a consulting firm that was entirely distributed uh, before. Uh, we did a lot of work over VNC and over Skype in order to do pair programming and things like that. 
um, uh, Skype for, for daily stand-ups. I'm working with uh, MD Logics now, and we're going more and more distributed uh, over, over time. In the past, we've really preferred to have people locally, so you can get that, all that whiteboard experience of uh, bouncing ideas off of people. But we've just, you know, we've got a, a developer over in Indonesia now. We've got a developer up in Canada now, and we're, you know, we're, so we're we're moving more and more towards that, and it's it's working for us. I mean, again, using Skype and uh, using VNC really is uh, has has worked out well for us. Skype, oh, VNC. It's a uh, for uh, it's a. Uh, I don't know what it stands for, but it's just for screen sharing and, and uh, yeah, VNC, yeah. Virtual network computing. Um, I'm Camille Bell, and I've had some uh, mixed results with uh, dis- distributed uh, development. Some of my customers are such that you know they work in secure sites, and so certain things aren't practical at all. But even within that environment, the one piece that I've seen that has worked better, it's better when everyone was co-located, but when they weren't and the customer was separated, um, some of uh, mine through their internal secure uh, virtual networks were actually able to demo to the customer on a regular weekly basis. Basis, and that worked pretty well, um, and that that was a, that was a good thing. Uh, challenges I've had working um, with uh, other other customers and teams that sort of partially got agile um, was that if they didn't have solid practices like test-driven development and so on already down, that they'd done face-to-face trying to get that. Uh, going was nigh impossible. If someone knows how to do that, I'd be interested. Um, and the other thing that I've seen a challenge with is uh, stand-up meetings, which virtually usually tend to be sit-down meetings mm-hmm. over the phone. Yes. Uh, have bigger problems when some one ego gets in the way mm-hmm. than they do when you're face-to-face and you can call them by looking in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And it just if it gets to be a, lar- a larger meeting, just keeping track of, you know, any kind of, you know, uh, teleconference has its challenges that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, things you're trying to keep short are particularly challenging. Yeah. Um, I'm Jim Gay from Saturn Flyer. I'm currently on a project where uh, we have team members that are only in the office on some days and they're not all in the office on, uh, on the same days. And so our stand-up meetings in the morning we do over Skype. And um, that's been problematic for us because sometimes somebody's traveling into the office and they're on a phone calling in and the connection drops. And it's really a giant waste of our time when we're, you know, oh, are you still there or did this person drop? Let me let me add them back in, and it's it's a huge waste of time. Um, in general, I've found that uh, both being in the same place with people and being able to work has been good because I can discuss all kinds of uh, features and what we're adding to an application and what we ought to do, what we should not do. Um, but then I've also found value in not being there, being able to be head, head down, working really hard on my work, totally undistracted. Um, so I'm curious to find out other tips and experiences from other people. 
Uh, Cam Curry, and uh, uh, definitely have worked with uh, dispersed teams. Right now, we're working on a project where people are in separate places. Do find a lot of value in all of us coming together in one place and really hashing things out. And I really appreciate being able to do that. Uh, just the productivity, though, of, of different markers and benchmarks, and how to kind of use Skype or whatever else to make sure that we're hitting those goals. I uh, tried different applications like Lighthouse and whatever else to kind of facilitate that, uh, but still looking for you know just better solutions as to how to do that and be more productive. Uh, if you can't go over and say, hey, is this done or not done, you want to make sure you have a way of really getting on people and make sure that's, that, that, that you're making it happen. Right. Um, so anyway, those are some of the, the items and issues coming up. Thanks. I'm John. Uh, I'm working in a small group of three people. Uh, two of us work remotely multiple days a week. Um, and we've been using Campfire and Skype to keep in touch. It works pretty well for the most part. You lose a little bit being remotely. Um, you're not as likely to bounce smaller ideas off of people. But um, the ability to work from home and then be in and then work from home, uh, that sort of balance seems to work pretty well. So, And we use Campfire pretty heavily mm-hmm. for discussions. So. Yeah, we, we use Campfire also. Uh, I'm Brian Glussman. Uh I'm working on a startup that's uh, um, been distributed through uh, having contractors working on things and, and me trying to work. I'm not really uh, a full-fledged developer myself yet, but I'm, most of my opportunities to, to develop are probably going to be and ha- have been uh, often remote. So I'm trying to figure out how to do it better. <laughs> Trevor, what you were saying uh, about the the email stand-ups, I really don't like that idea because I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to get a bunch of emails in the morning with what people are working on, and I'll be honest, I'm just I'm not going to read them. So I think you know having that 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 stand-up where people are talking is helpful. So really, it gets down to for for us, what works very well is having those having working agreements, which is you know very agile terminology of things, having working agreements where we've actually written them down, these are these are what we believe in and we're going to follow these practices really helps to, to codify. And one of those things is that, you know, because we believe in feedback or because we believe in communication, we will stand up during our daily stand ups and we will give our give our fellow developers our, our full attention. And by writing those down, by codifying that and by publicizing that I, I can't guarantee that everybody's doing that because we're doing it over Skype so much, but I, I, I believe and I, you know, it feels like we're getting more of that kind of feedback. Um, so, um, well, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, back on that same same subject, uh, Camille here. I've, I've, I've seen emails used to try and simulate stand-ups, and I've seen um, you know, various different types of chat tools used, mm-hmm. and the chat tools work a little bit better, mm-hmm. but neither work as well, in my experience, if you have to be distributed as a phone or Skype or something like that, because I have seen people in the online chats who are only paying attention when it's their turn, yeah. and other than that, yeah. are just completely clueless and off you know, typing away on their code. And that, I think, is a bad thing. The whole point is to get people together and to go, oh, yeah, I know how to solve that problem. Or, yeah. or what? there's obviously a block. Why haven't you finished? The, you know, you've been working on this for three days. There's something going on here. Well, um, so so in the defense of uh, <laughs> of email as setups, uh, I think uh, 
what, well, we started out with uh, with using a Skype or its equivalent to uh, do a video, uh, video conference to to make it feel real. Uh-huh. But uh, like Jim was saying, technical difficulties really got in our way. Uh, our team is not 100% distributed. Um, where we have maybe one or at most two people off-site uh, each day. Uh, during those days, we still have stand-ups with the rest of the team, mm-hmm. and the the emails are really for uh, for the one or two people that aren't there. And what we found is that when we don't have to worry about the technical difficulties for the regular stand-ups, we don't have... Uh, uh, the, the stand-ups go a lot smoother, and the the people that are remote uh, still have a say because of it being uh, through email. Chris, I do understand uh, that it is not as good. A lot of people just won't read the emails, um, and that's their prerogative. I, you know, it's it's interesting. The entire the entire concept for me is to 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 get the team involved with what other people are doing. And uh, I, I don't think you could start with email as a, as a way to do a daily stand-up, but if you have people that are already indoctrined, it might be a quick solution for the sometimes uh, virtual worker. Yeah, we, we definitely do that. If you, if you miss a stand-up for whatever, yeah. a doctor's appointment or something mm-hmm. like that, then it's required to send an email and try and update them. But, I mean, for those workers that are, are remote, or either full-time remote or just out of the office that day, we require that we, we still hold the stand-up on Skype so that they, I mean, the, part, of the, part of the reason for the stand-up is so that they understand what's going on as well as, you know, the team that's in the office. And so, you know, hopefully they'll be able to, but they, they do hear over Skype what's going on and communicate to the rest of the team what they're doing. But the, uh, yeah, I, mean, I agree. Email as you know, last line, you know, last resort is you know that that's what has to happen sometimes. I've seen um, I've I've seen different different teams do different things. Like you know, like we're hearing at this table. But I mean, I've I've heard everything like you're saying from email to. Um, uh, just using Campfire or or uh, Yammer, you know, just status updates to uh, to Skype meetings to full video meetings um, and um, and also different variations on the on the stand-up theme because like the t- the team that I'm working with now, instead of asking the standard three questions, they um, they just go over the work in progress on Pivotal and each person talks about you know whoever's name is on it basically talks about it and. Um, and then they they try to do make sure that that people that weren't hit on you know have some have something to say but uh, it's an interesting variation on it I don't know you know I'm I'm starting to feel like um, like the Skype um, the Skype meeting of multiple people is my least favorite um, because it's just voice like I almost prefer prefer a status text you know in email or in, in Yammer or something or presently um, to a voice only meeting because it's just so hard to coordinate a, uh, a voice a large group 
all talking on the phone, and Skype doesn't give you video for, for multiple people at once yet. Um, so um, the, the group I'm with now is kind of doing a funny composite solution, because they have a bridge line, so they use that for the audio, but then they're using Adobe Connect for the video, and everybody that has access to a camera is logging into that room as well, um, and um, and that works works reasonably well. It's really nice to see everybody's face, um, and I think that helps a little bit more with the connection, uh, you know, with keeping people engaged, but you still have the issue. I mean, they're looking at their screen, so they're sort of looking at you, but they could also just be looking at, at Penny Arcade or something, you know, um, or, you know, still coding, like I'm guilty of doing sometimes, and I, I've thought about, like, trying to enforce everybody stands up, but the problem with that is, you know, if your laptop is anything, if you're using your, like, built-in webcam, and your laptop is anything like mine, you might not even be able to tilt it back far enough. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be basically a stand-up of crotches. Have you ever experimented with doing um, recorded videos? I would like to experiment like, with that. Up and you say, this is Nick, and here's my stand-up, and I learned about these things, and this thing is blocking me, and I need some help with that. Save. And then everyone, you could have, I mean, you have an app or something where you just drop your video in and everybody drops their video in for the day. And then everyone goes and clicks play and watches everybody's videos. It's like a mini video podcast type of thing. And then it's like a status update, right? Right. And you don't have to coordinate because people can upload it. If they're at a doctor's meeting, they do it later in the day, you know? And then you could just go and watch the video and you could see what they're talking about. But to Chris's point, to make sure everyone actually does that, there, you might have to have some type of mechanism to ensure people have seen it. Maybe there's a, a proof of watching or something like that. It depends on how much you trust your employees. Yeah, a lot of this stuff does boil down to trust. There is a service. There's a, a video mail service that I've used. And I've, I've actually I've thought about that. And I really want to try that with a team one of these days. Just you know, try a, a, for a week or to um, every, just have everybody send in those because I think that might, I mean, one of the things that you deal with with dispersed teams is just making, like, realizing that um, the schedule doesn't work the same way. You know, it, it's, you don't sync up as often and a lot of times you have to find ways of, like, find ways of pipelining things in ways that you don't all have to, like, block, you know, it's almost like threaded programming where you don't want to have everyone block on the same thing. You've got the benefits of the asynchronicity of email and Twitter and that sort of thing, where you can do it at your at your leisure. And then you've also got the benefits of a face-to-face -face meeting by having it be recorded video. And right. I'm sure there's a really easy way to do that now, too. I mean, you could just have a YouTube account yeah. that everyone shares a password to, and you upload private videos. Right. And then you can just subscribe to the YouTube account in your Google Reader, and then yeah. the person's stand-up would come up in your Reader, and you'd watch it. Yeah, and there's a, there's a video mail service. I, the name is slipping my mind, but I've actually used it. It's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, I haven't personally used it, but one of the more interesting ideas I thought that one of the guys at um, Agile Coach Camp did is um, that he was using uh, uh, buildings and conference rooms in Second Life. Yes. To, to hold no I'm serious yeah, I'm absolutely dead serious to, and, and you're, you're you know uh, the, the people on his team would all have avatars and you know they all knew how to do facial expressions and move and all that thing in addition to being able to you know say things and you know so they would you know have their stand ups and they'd have other types of, of, of meetings in Second Life 
And I gather that uh, it's being used by a number of businesses for virtual meetings these days. Now, I haven't tried it, so I couldn't tell you. you can, I, I haven't used standard, uh, standard Second Life, but I understand you can do things like write on whiteboards and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, you can do all kinds of things. post text and things. Like. There's, a, um, there's an open source pro, um, program called Open Wonderland, which is like an open source Second Life. Um, and they're doing the same kind of thing, and they're actually, it's explicitly for groups having meetings dispersed. Um, and so they're doing interesting things like actually being able to have a browser that goes up on the wall of one of the virtual rooms, but is actually, you know, it's, it's I think they're using X windows and stuff like that, but basically, you know, a browser is up on the wall that people can actually interact with, um, and, and or video, they can source people's videos in and put that up on a wall and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting technology. Now, following up with what uh, Nick was saying about uh, the, you know, sending video to uh, a YouTube account, one of the things you lose with that is the immediate feedback of, oh, I know how to solve that. I can help you with your blocker right now. Right. But if I'm not seeing what your blocker is until six hours later, you may have already solved it and, you know, the spontaneity of, you know, of, of part of what stand-up is, yeah. is supposed to give you is lost in that. I'm not going to... But if, if everybody does... I know does, how to solve that. I'm not going to call you six hours later because I'll yeah. assume you've already solved that. But if, yeah. if everybody does do it around, you know, 10 o'clock or whenever you do your stand-up. If everyone does it within 15 minutes of that, then it wouldn't be that bad. Right. You know? Um, But I I do see what you're saying where, like, you know, I might go on for uh, a minute or two about my problem, and you're could, and you just sitting there being like, oh, I could have told you this already. You know, I hope you didn't waste too much time. (laughs) I can see how that goes. But then it's like, well, then you just email that person and CC the team, you know, and and discuss the problem. Or you just drop into campfire at that point, right? And you just fire off the message. Yeah, I mean, you need you really do I think you need something that's a bit more immediate um, if you're using something like that you still need like your campfire or something that people t- pay attention to thanks for listening to the wide teams podcast please visit us on the web at wideteams.com to leave feedback and enjoy more articles screencasts and conversations about dispersed teams The Wide Teams podcast is a service of ShipRise LLC and is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next time, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. (laughs) 